Welcome to The Storytellers, the radio show and podcast that features those who choose to leave their mark on the world through the art of story. I'm your host, Grace Salmon. I look forward to our time together today. Now, let's meet our storyteller. Stephanie Larkin is the founder and president of Red Penguin Books, and web solutions. Her passion is to unleash the hidden author in all of us. And she does this through book coaching and book development. An author herself, she has written Write That Book, 365 Reasons to Celebrate, and Score with Social Media. In addition to that, she also teaches marketing at a local community college in New York, and she loves the idea of working with future entrepreneurs and future marketers. She is a television host in a New York-based show called The Author's Corner. She has two podcasts of her own, and as if that was not enough, Stephanie, come this spring, will be hosting yet a third podcast sponsored by Ahmedabad Book Club in India. Stephanie, welcome to the Storyteller's Microphone. Well, thank you. I'm exhausted hearing that, Grace. (laughs) Delighted to be here. I would be exhausted too, Stephanie, except you bring so much energy to this work. I was first drawn to your work because you are an entrepreneur, but you are also at your heart a huge collaborator with other authors. So tell me about that aspect of your work. Well, you know, Red Penguin Books our imprint started as that collaborative model. I was actually working with the National Writers Union on a lot of their website development and marketing and kind of sat there as a keynote speaker at one of their events saying, I can do more to help them. Let's let's mesh this a lot more. So uh, it was really the National Writers Union that got me wanting to be a, a partner with so many writers. And I, I think I'm just along for the ride. I'm so fortunate that my entire role is is literally cheer people on. And I'm a little bit like a fairy godmother because I'm really there when people's dreams become reality. And, and what a privilege it is. I'm just so thrilled. So let's talk a little bit about, about more about Red Penguin books. I wore red in honor of you today. Oh, thank you. Yes, I've got some red here to my red chair, the whole bit. <laughs> red car, red signature. But this is an important press. And you've been doing this 14 years, if I've got that right? Yeah. No, we've been around for a long time. We were around first as Red Penguin Web Solutions. We actually came in and, and still are um, handling website development and maintenance for uh businesses, organizations, nonprofits, uh, especially in the New York area. But nowadays, things can be anywhere, and it really doesn't matter. Uh, When we evolved off and uh, became a press as well, mainly because we were working with so many authors with their digital presence. And I said, you know what? If everyone's like me, I like a print book in my hand also. So let's, let's keep moving forward with that. And we've just kind of exploded. Uh, we went from publishing maybe you know one or two books a month. Now we publish probably about two books a week. And we're going to be expanding into the Asian market in the fall, which I'm so excited about. You talk about changing people's lives one book at a time. That's your motto, and I love that. Why are books so central to your core? Well, you know, the first book in that Changing Lives One Book at a Time is always the life of the author because a person who writes a book, there is nothing like 
holding it in your hand, you know this, Grace, seeing your name on the bottom, you are definitely a different person when that book is published than you were when it started. And, and just that whole journey is something that I love walking with an author from the first moment they decide they want to do this until they're holding it in their hands. But the books that we publish also change other lives, um, whether it's a memoir and it might be localized. We've published books that it's really just for the family and their lives are changed. One of my prized possessions is my stepfather's memoir. It was our first book published. And because he dictated it and we published it, he's passed, but my children and their children will always know him. So there's that, that feeling of immortality through a book. And then, of course, some of our books are are on the other end of the spectrum, educational. We actually publish textbooks for a number of different educational units. And then there's the stuff in the middle, fiction, children's books, all the fun stuff. But all of them touch lives. And that's huge with me to touch lives. I love that you've never met a genre you didn't like. <laughs> I'm not really a huge fan of like like slasher. I don't like getting scared. <laughs> we publish them and I'll read them with the lights on, but that's not really <laughs> I do I do frighten way too easily. <laughs> so how do you describe Red Penguin as a press? Because the publishing world, just in the two years that I've been publishing fiction, because I'm traditionally published and independently published. But the publishing world is exploding. How could you make like a little primer just for our listening audience today on what what is your press and how do we even begin to look at presses? Absolutely. You know, it used to be that there was just um, one avenue, traditional. And um, traditional meaning you're, you're sending your manuscript to a million places, you're getting the proverbial rejection slips. Um, yes. Stephen King evidently has a, a hook in his attic with hundreds and hundreds of rejection slips himself. And that was it. And if that didn't work, well, then just throw it away. It's not going anyplace. Um, the rise of self-publishing was huge because it really empowered people to be able to do things on their own. And it's not really just these polar opposites anymore. There's a whole host of options. And even with us at Red Penguin, um, we have different options for different people because not every book is written for the same purpose. I was describing for you a moment ago uh, a book written for someone's grandchildren. That's a very, very different book and to me, vitally important to be done. But certainly it's not going to sell thousands and thousands of copies. So the whole mode is completely different than when... Uh, an experienced author comes to Red Penguin and wants to talk to us about a wonderful new romance series. That's a very different kind of product than a, a, an 80-year-old who has handwritten notes. And yes, we do at least once a month get an envelope with hundreds of pages of handwritten paper and photographs, and we're arranging it so that they have a book. Very, very different, but both of them vitally important. Just like we do textbooks for universities. Very different again. You know, the the sales are going to be there, but certainly not like no one's buying at retail, <laughs> you know. So that's why I said we we run the gamut. 
we are not just here. We're not just here. We've got feet in all different places. And I like to speak with that prospective author. When they're applying for publication, we have a whole questionnaire just to kind of get to know them, but it ends with, here's my number. Let's, let's hop on a Zoom call. Why are you doing this? I wanna understand because my understanding will be able to tailor how we can work with you and your book the best way possible. And I find the whole world of publishing fascinating. You were very kind. I reached out to you because I had this brilliant idea, oh, about a year and a half ago, that I was going to start my own publishing company uh, because I'm an entrepreneur at heart, as you are an entrepreneur at heart. And I thought it was such a great idea until I talked with you because the world of publishing, and I'm, I'm delighted. Thank you for the time that you gave me then. You put put me on a much better track. But I think that the world of publishing is, even within all the nuances that you described, is also so different. You need to think about lead magnets and promotion and a whole range of technologies that probably when you started out uh, weren't important and may have not even existed. How has your world as a publisher changed? Oh, and, and the world changes daily. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't go a week without us having to change the way things are done. The major players change, what the major outlets are. Um, we just had a pandemic. That changed how people wrote and how they read and certainly how they purchased. So we're constantly in flux. And then also the types of books that we get are constantly in flux because of the world and where they are coming from, who are getting those contracts and, and who are not, just like the same way they make decisions about which movies get made and which do not. A lot of it is based on you know where the world is right now. And, and we try to be reflective of that. We've done things recently as fundraisers for anything for the Ukraine to, you know, uh, sexual assault. And we'll have books that are going out trying to raise funds for various things. We try to keep up with all the publishing trends, but I probably read and study as much as I write just because of all the changes. Grace, you would have been wonderful. I'm sorry I scared you off. Now I feel <laughs> Oh, no. No, because you're such a great collaborator, and I'm sure that we I will do amazing things. things together. I love yes, this. we'll we'll do lots of things together. I'd like to talk for a little bit about women in publishing. Yes. And you are for me a standout of women in this business. Can you talk a little bit about your role and some of the perils and pitfalls of that? Sure. I I think well I, I certainly can't speak about you know how how we're different than men in publishing never having been a man in publishing but but certainly I see my role is very well suited for women in publishing and I hear such positive things about other women owned presses that I personally kind of keep an eye on just because I say oh they did that I like that you know um, women owned presses are really uh, at the forefront of for one thing, recognizing the range of possibilities out there. Um, I think we as women have always had to be kind of flexible and go with whatever gets handed to us. But I know for myself that a lot of my role is nurturer, 
cheerleader, uh, counselor. Sometimes we publishers, by the way, hear a lot more than you can imagine. Um, and I and I see that my fellow colleagues who are women in publishing, I can see from what they are doing that they are right there with them and are great partners with their authors, which is so, so important. You know, you know, Grace, when you write and you hand that manuscript to somebody, you might as well just stand naked in Times Square. And you I use that exact analogy it is the most naked thing i do you know i'm a, i'm the queen sadly of typos but that i don't even care about it's the emotion and the professionalism that i try to and i think most authors try to bring to their work it is the most naked thing to hand that off whether it's to beta readers but certainly when it gets to the publisher right absolutely and i and i feel privileged that people trust me enough even at the beginning from you know, hearing about me from other authors and such, that they trust me enough to hand that over, to stand naked in front of me. And, and that's a lot of trust. And I am very, very privileged that people will do that. And I take it very seriously that I'm holding that all the way to the finish line. That's, that's very much a privilege, but it's also very much a responsibility. It is. At when you talked a little bit a, a moment ago about women in publishing and women at the lead, um, I, it's a field that I'm interested in, but I've never really explored. What percentage would you say are women who lead companies like this? You know, that's a great question. And and certainly as far as entrepreneurs in general, and, and you're right at the forefront of that, um, women are one of the fastest growing segments of the entrepreneur market, as are older women. And Grace, I don't want to put us in the older women pile, but uh, we, we certainly have. We are. I not, am. We're not 22. Okay. okay. Yeah. So anything over 22, I'll just say is the older woman market. And um, I think that women of a certain age do bring uh, experience and a broad base of knowledge and sensitivity to what they're doing in business. I would be very curious, and now I will check to see, so how many women-owned publishing houses are there? But I know I have quite a few bookmarked on my computer that, as I say, I, I kind of look, I, I don't consider anybody in, my, in the world be a competitor. I think that there's so many authors. Thank goodness there are so many publishers because we're busy. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of people. But I, I kind of keep tabs on certain other women-owned publishing houses just to say, let me see what they're doing. I love what they're doing. <gasps> Look, they put up a new lead magnet. I love that. I love their new website. I love their activities. Sure. I just want to be supportive of them and, and, uh, and follow in these great footsteps, too. And that's one of the things that I found very surprising. This is not a competitive market. I mean, certainly we all want that on the author side of the house. You know, I want my book to be a Netflix series. On my podcast side of the house, I want NPR to think it's great. But it's not. It's never been that competitive sense. And almost everybody I know, you could pick up the phone, as I did with you or with anybody else, and say, can I pick your brain? Absolutely. And it's really a delight to be part of this. I've absolutely seen that. One of my favorite sayings is that when the when the tide comes in, all the boats go up together. 
And that's the way I see it is that I'm not in competition with any other publisher or author out there. I just want to be the best that I can be and reach the most people. And, and if we could do it through collaboration, well, that's even more fun. I love that. How did the Asian market open for you? And how did Ahmed Bid the sponsored? It's a sponsored podcast, which makes it all the better. But how did the India Book Club? That, that's a great question. One that I've been trying to ask them. <laughs> uh, we, we have a number of authors in India already. Uh, one of our biggest I mean, I hate to call it a lead magnet, but one of our greatest programs for expanding us, especially globally, is our anthology series. Our anthology series has been publishing uh, two books a month since the start of pandemic. And we're encouraging writers on a, a variety of different themes and genres, whether it's horror or poetry or apocalyptic short stories. So we've gotten to meet authors and writers and playwrights from all over the world for the series. So I did have a, a number of Indian authors when I suddenly got a call from a book club asking me to participate in some things. I, you know when you, you say, Grace, I wish I could figure out what yes. was the thread and I, I you know I, I we were getting all these people and next thing I know I was doing a number of interviews for them. They said, you want a series? And I was like, I've never once said no to having a series. I, ju I just think it's fabulous. And believe it or not, we are out of time on the Storytellers. It goes so quickly. I hope that you'll come back in the spring after you start the new series there and teach us more about both sides of uh, the publishing side of the house. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Stephanie, thank you so much for being a host uh, and a host and a guest and such a force in this world. This has been a copyrighted episode of The Storytellers by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. Thanks for being with me and thank you, Stephanie. You're welcome. That concludes this episode of The Storytellers. I'm so glad you could be part of the story today. I hope you share the stories, tell your own, and come back for another episode because when our stories are told, everything changes. I'm Grace Salmon.